Hello, and welcome to the Inspire Leadership Podcast. My name is Misael Soto, and I'm part of the team here at Inspire Leadership, as well as the podcast host. We hope that through this podcast, you will be encouraged, equipped, and empowered to new heights. We're going to be using research in psychology, business, and in leadership to inspire you and your organization. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, a leader, an employee, or a volunteer. We know that what we're about to share with you is going to be of value to you and your organization. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're here with Inspire Leadership, and my name's Adam Soto. I'm a you know special guest host here with uh, Misael Soto. We're part of the Inspire Leadership team. Uh, thank you so much here for joining us today. Michi, how you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. Thank you so much for guest hosting today and for all of you all that are listening to us. We're so happy that you're here with us today. Definitely. So, you know, what were you thinking about talking about today? I know this is going to be you know, just something that we're, you know, trying to get used to, you know, how's, what's on your mind? What did you want to talk about? Well, you know, what's been on our mind lately is, uh, you know, this idea of how do we kind of, uh, how do we collaborate with other people? You know, a lot of times we're at work or we're working on something on a project or something. And it's just, it, it, it becomes a difficult thing sometimes to, you know, work with other people and how to get collaboration and creativity kind of going so sure. you know some of the stuff that we, we we've kind of talked about before is um, you know we talk about this in our workshops and we talked about this in what we do on a day-to-day but we talk to people about you know the idea of getting on the same page right sure. and I don't I don't know about you but you know I've been in situations where it's hard to get you know a group of two three even ten people whatever mm-hmm. the amount of people it is just to get on the same page sure you know and um, you know so what we talk about is the first thing we talk about is everybody has to be clear on what we're doing mm-hmm. you know a lot of times I don't know uh, we, we, we get into a situation where you know we don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. we don't know what's the next steps that we're going to take we don't know what our supervisors are asking of us we don't know what our boss is asking of us we don't know what the next steps are because it's ambiguous so you got to have those clear-cut goals that yep. way everybody understands it so you gotta have to have that general understanding between everybody one body working towards one goal right right everybody working towards one vision one goal one purpose and you know that is step number one mm-hmm. so if any of you out there are listening and saying look what, what how do i get more people on my same page you gotta start asking yourself are you speaking the same goal are you letting them know exactly where you're headed and why you're headed there? And that's that's point number one. You know, uh, one of the things that we always come against is um, people having different ideas, mm-hmm. you know, of what, what to do and what's our next steps and what all, what all this stuff is. But if you're a leader out there, if you're a supervisor, a boss, or you're just aspiring to influence other people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just like you said, Adam, it's about having clear goals and clear um, expectations. For sure. Yep. Yep. So I think, you know, you're saying like how people have different mindsets and, you know, what do you, I mean, I don't know if you have personally have any experience running into problems where it's not only people might have different ideas of the goals, but they have different, maybe different backgrounds, different beliefs that might make it a bit hard for them to do that together. You know, Absolutely. Where, where do you, where do you find, you know, that issue and how do you take care of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, so there's, there's definitely times where people come with different experiences and they want to bring those experiences to the table. Mm. They want to say, this is what I've done in the past. 
or this is where uh, uh, my experience has informed me in this way. It might be a different company. It might be a different organization. And a lot of times it's just a different culture. They're yes. coming from, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a, uh, a, a multicultural nation now. And, and yeah. so where people are coming in, you're giving them from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And you're, you definitely get that. And I think that the important thing is that you allow their voice to be heard mm-hmm. in the moment. Uh, that is a very crucial skill as a leader is to be able to listen to people's voices and hear where they're coming from. For sure. But at the end of the day, uh, that goal, the goal that you set, the vision that you set is is one that, that you have to set. You have mm. to take all those voices and try to create a common language, a common goal out of all that. So there's going to be people that come to the table and try to pull you away from that uh, singular goal that mm-hmm. you want to put on and they're going to say you know what I don't think that's a good idea and they'll try to pull you in a certain direction mm-hmm. it's really your job to say look this is the goal we want to set you've probably sat with you know your your boss or an organization or you've yeah. probably taken a lot of time to think about this mm-hmm. and you want to see this through and letting people kind of distract you from it is probably one of the skills that you need uh, a leader needs to develop is how do i listen to people but also keep it in line where we're at so one of the things that we do is we we, we practice active listening by listening to people uh summarizing what they're saying and trying to attach that to the goal that you're trying to get always redirecting them back to the goal you're trying to set so when you talk about, you know, everybody working together as a group, you know, there's a lot of people think of a lot of negatives when it comes to working with the group. How do you think it really is more of a positive aspect to work as a group? What what good things do you really believe can come from actually collaborating with all these other people? Absolutely. So one of the things that works with working with a lot of people is you get more ideas. Mm-hmm. And the idea, and, and the point behind this is that the more ideas you have, the l- higher likelihood you have of having the right idea or having mm-hmm. the best idea. I know in my situations when I've come in as a leader to the table, sometimes I come already with an idea in mind mm-hmm. as far as like what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And and this is how, this is separate from a goal. I, I the, the goal's always there, but how do I get there is what I'm talking about. How do I get to that goal? Sometimes I have a clear set of where I want to go, but other people sometimes come in with better ideas. Mm-hmm. Or they'll or they'll be able to see the the things that I can't see. Sometimes I come up with tunnel vision and I say, yeah. look, this is exactly what I want to do, but they see all the obstacles, all the things that uh, are I don't see to be able to get there. And they say, look, this you may look at this differently, or this is not going to work with this demographic, or something else. And you get a, a larger amount of ideas and perspectives, so that your ultimate idea, the ultimate thing that you actually come out and produce, actually comes out better. And that's why working with teams and working with a group of people tends to be better than working on yourself. Now, there is always that outlier, that person that could, you know, do a lot of, they're talented, they could do a lot of stuff on their own. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, most of the time people can see that working in teams, working together, especially when they get into that groove of mm-hmm. working, you know, uh, uh, of, of all being on the same page, they seem to, to, to get better ideas, you know, with the multitude of people on the table. Definitely. I, I think that's something that, that also ties back to how we were saying, like people come from different backgrounds, different walks of life. It, it's, you know, a pro and a con in some senses, because it can cause conflict within the group of, you know, whether it's a simple matter of a difference in opinion or whether it's like somebody did something a different way before and somebody else did it a different way and they can't agree on a better way to do it together. So I think that's where the negative comes from. But at the same time, how you were saying, you know, such a different way of thinking 
you know, if you're only thinking one way, like this, you know, about one thing, and then everybody brings in, you know, these. So let's say you're working in a group of five people, five completely different opinions with yourself, and it brings out a, you know, a new way to to solve a problem, or let's say to solve, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many different ways to solve a problem. So if you hear you know five different opinions on how to solve that problem i think it really gives you not only you know what we you know you have your idea of course but then you think of everybody else's idea it gives you that different like that that's saying you know you gotta you know you gotta put yourself in their shoes you gotta look at their the position from their position on the aspect right right exactly because mm-hmm. i because you think you know you think of working together everybody thinks back to immediately working on a high school science project with three or four you people right, you know, you right. have the one person right. who does nothing absolutely nothing ends up getting the you know the grade in the end and it's right. always the worst feeling so i think that's it's more important that you know you have to focus on the positive aspect of it and you know right. we'll, which leads me into my next uh, thing so when it comes to working together you know everybody can be clicking you know with we have the idea in mind have the same goal in mind but what do you really think the mood has to be in each person because it doesn't matter if you know everybody has the right goal if not everybody shares the same level of determination or the same level of care for that goal it can really be detrimental right exactly it's all about their mindset coming in you know do you have and i think as a leader let me step back here for a second as a leader mm-hmm. you can't control somebody else's mindset but you can control the environment in which they work in Definitely. So if they have a what we call a growth mindset coming in, that's that's excellent. And you've already, you know, you, you're already ahead of the game mm-hmm. at that point. But a lot of times we have to create the environment for that team to be in that mindset. See, mm-hmm. if you're you're in, a, in an environment where ideas are rejected mm-hmm. and that uh, and that bad ideas are ridiculed, you're actually going to shut down people from bringing in new ideas and actually being excited about collaborating together. Yep. Because if they feel like they have to have the best idea, you know, in order to contribute, then uh, you actually have a, an environment of fear, mm-hmm. right? Where we, 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 we don't, you know, as human beings, we don't like rejection, you know? No. So we don't want to feel like if I put something out there, we're going to be rejected. So I have to have the perfect idea in order to put it out there. So as a leader, you want to create an environment with, with not only with your responses, but within the team as well, mm-hmm. that you're willing to accept any idea, that you're willing to uh, 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 encourage any idea. And that's what we talk about when, when people talk about, you know, brainstorming, you know, the first thing is about coming up and not rejecting any idea, no matter how crazy it is. Being and open-minded. After, absolutely being open-minded and not criticizing those ideas Mm -hmm. and then as you start to discuss those ideas is where you can start to criticize and construct the the best idea that you can come up with but Mm -hmm. people have to feel open to to doing that so you know being encouraging as well as when you're paraphrasing when somebody says an idea you just kind of paraphrase back to them what Uh they said and helps them feel heard in the moment helps them feel heard in the team and i think that that creates an environment of uh, inclusiveness of acceptance and people are, tend to be more open-minded and more open about uh, a, a sharing of themselves and their ideas because you don't know what ideas or talents you have in your team mm-hmm. that are not coming out because you're not able to express that i mean i know you've seen it where um uh, you being in a, uh, in a team that i've led or something and i've been yeah. there and i've had this idea but you all you know uh, see see another side of it and mm-hmm. say look you know and and are open to challenging me 
in order to to move it in the best direction and that's the kind of environment you want to hold you don't want to hold you need to as a leader you need to be asking yourself is this an environment where people feel open to share and if and it's a simple conversation you can have with your team members as well mm. is talking one on one and asking you know uh, uh, do you feel open to sharing your ideas and how do you feel in this environment so definitely i think in creating that environment creates the opportunity for people to share and collaborate 100% because i i think it goes i in reality i mean off what you say i think it really is a two way street because uh, you know, there, there's a difference between, you know, from the leader role, there, there's a difference between being a leader and being a dictator. Right. Because you, you know, you may have to kind of hold some sort of order. You may be the one that has to hold order when it comes to, um, you know, certain disagreements within the group. But at the same time, that, you know, your power as that leader also has to be one that's able to come down and, li- and listen to them as a person and not just right. as a leader. Where right. you have to, you know, I think it, more levels the playing field for everybody makes everybody feel a lot more comfortable because if you're able to openly speak with your leader like you said before you know when we were in groups that we would you know you would give an idea and then you were open to hearing what everybody had to say so right. i think that's the biggest thing is to have that listening ear you know to everybody else to have that open-minded aspect to actually listen to everybody else you know because right. it really generates that mood but then at the same time it also goes for those people who are in the group that you're leading that they also have to make sure that they are accepting of each other's ideas and not so quick to shoot down each other's ideas not to step over each other and like i said it all goes back to having you know the same goal in mind with the same level of motivation and everything think of this story that i just read in, in a book recently mm-hmm. it's a story of the company uh, nokia if anybody's heard of the company Nokia, it used to be a cell phone company. I think everybody's had a Nokia phone in the past. Make yourself uh, sound old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this company, you know, we always credit Steve Jobs with the idea of the smartphone and the app store and the iTunes store and all that. Mm-hmm. But this this book actually presents this idea that uh, uh, this this notion that Nokia's uh, used to be a company that was very open to ideas, and that's why they were actually overtaking the market mm-hmm. at one point. But uh, finally, one of their development departments came up with this idea of a phone that could have internet access. Mm-hmm. And they actually present it to their supervisor board, uh, you know, this idea of the phone that can have internet access plus an app store where they can download different software from that store. And this mm-hmm. was a couple of years before Jobs, you know, opens this idea with the iPhone and the iTunes store. Uh-huh. And that supervisor group completely shut down that idea. And they said, you know, this is not the time and place for that kind of idea. And they shut that down. And we all know that iPhones have taken over the world since then. And Nokia actually had to, yeah. And and Nokia had to sell off their company because they basically went out of business as soon as that same idea they had was made by another company. See, changes have to happen at times. And we have to be open to those ideas from, you know, people that might be underneath us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that we need to be able to encourage that kind of thought. So I think it's a powerful story about how uh, being open to new ideas, it may not mean that every idea is the right idea, but being open to it and seeing it through and making sure that you have a team that's uh, open to that collaboration, opening themselves to uh, opening yourselves to new ideas as well, not just the singular tunnel vision that you might have as a leader. Exactly, because I, I think also it's the, one of the biggest aspects of that, about being open is having to be willing to open to change because that's one thing that people you're either really good at it or you're no good at it at all so it's you know you're in a group of 10 people you know there's a 50 50 chance 
five of them are really good at it five of them are not so right, it's it's right. hard you know for people to have an open mindset to change if they've always been very uh by the book very um i don't know when you read very regimented is the word i'm looking for. Right, sorry right, so right. they're very regimented so that's like whenever you go fill out a job application that's the one question they always ask you consistently on any job a job application how good are you with change and right. it's that one through five scale you know everybody tries to be good with it because they want to get hired but in reality it's like you really have to be more open to change in order to make that progress because right. when, especially in 2019 everything's progressing everything you can think of is becoming brand new people are having different ways of doing things and you have to keep up because if you try to stay you know stagnant with this works well it's not going to work in five years you know it, it might not work tomorrow you're absolutely right. You know, whatever organization, whatever industry that, that any anybody out there listening is working in, you have to know that uh, 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 technology and anything that's coming down the road is, is changing things at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. That you have to be open to it. You have to be open to that change, whether it's through social media, whether it's the internet, whether it's just automation, whether it's just how we deal with people on a day-to-day basis, uh, uh, and 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 developing relationship with our employees or our supervisors or whoever it is, it's 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 a constant you know game to stay up on the change, and I think everybody has to be open to it in order to stay ahead of it. So I think you're absolutely right about that. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to another what I believe is another important aspect of teamwork, and that is also like reliability and accountability on each other. Because um, what I have experienced personally, whether I go for a goal on my own or with a group, is that when you go for a goal and you hit a failure, you know, it's it's something hard for, for yourself, whether you're uh-huh. by yourself or with everybody. But uh-huh. I think with everybody, you know, success is easier to overcome when you have a group of people who are helping you push that same goal. Right. Right. So well, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, when, when it comes to, to reliability and, 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 I, and what I hear all that is I hear accountability. How do we keep our team members accountable to being reliable, being consistent in what they're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of the things that we talk about when it comes to accountability is that expectations have to be clear. So we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, we talked, we, we talked about how being a goal has to be clear, yes. you know, but expectations of the team members have to be clear as well. So whatever that may mean for you, it may mean specifically telling them how many hours they need to work on something, uh, what they're exactly they're responsible for. All of that needs to be as clear as possible so that when you are going to hold people's feet to the fire, you're holding it based on an expectation you already gave them at the beginning. For sure. You know, one of the most frustrating things you can do as a, as a leader to other people is have other expectations in your mind than what you've expressed to them and then try mm-hmm. to hold them accountable to the things that you thought but you never expressed to them mm-hmm. and and that that could be very frustrating for the whole team because they may think that you're hold you're not holding somebody else accountable when you're holding them accountable and that everything's not clear on the table you know that some some people may be feeling like they're working harder than other people and and it's not being recognized so one of, that's the first thing is we ex- you have to have clear expectations for each member of the group mm-hmm. and the second thing is you need to celebrate 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 So what I mean by that is you need to celebrate every individual that meets those expectations. Mm -hmm. Even if your goal is not met, Mm -hmm. it is crucial to the morale of the group and your team members that you celebrate when you have, you know, that you know, that you know, that you tried your best. If Mm -hmm. an idea doesn't work out, it's okay. But you know, you tried your best and you celebrate that aspect because you want them to feel that uh, although they may have failed at something that they did their part. 
and that they're going to give 100% again mm-hmm. when it comes to to that they're still up. they're still valued and their ideas are still valued exactly that everything that they're doing is still valued so that the next time you come to the table and you come to the plate you know to the home plate here to sleep mm-hmm. everybody's giving their all again because they know that they're going to be valued uh, based on the effort that they make. And if they don't make that effort and you have set clear expectations, mm-hmm. then it's that time where you have to p- hold people accountable. And and most of the time, like, again, this is a separate topic, but, you know, holding people accountable in private is very important as well as how to do it within the group is also important. Of course. Um, and, and those are different skills that probably be for another podcast. But yeah. It, yeah, being able to do that allows people more out to be up because, you know, I, the reality is, and I think most people can experience this, is that, successes are fun and we can celebrate successes mm-hmm. but we learn so much more from our failures 100%. and we learn and we learn so much more from what went wrong and we kind of fix it and this is the way you know any new innovation any new change works it's try and get up again try and get up again mm-hmm. and you need to be able to keep that morale going because uh, as a leader you're there as as basically moral support as well not only logistical support mm-hmm. but moral support definitely and that's one thing it's like when you said like you got to celebrate everything it's it's i believe that's important as well because if you know if everybody's hard at work and even if they are are or are not accomplishing their goals if you you know you can see they're hard at work and they're never acknowledged it feels like it goes to waste so everybody starts to feel either taken advantage of and that's what like you said morale just goes down you know people people don't feel like what they're doing is worth the time or they're not their work isn't valued within the group which is never what anybody should feel when it comes to collaboration or working towards a set goal. Yeah. And I think that's basically what we've been talking about today is, you know, clear expectations, clear goals, but making sure that everybody feels open to collaborating and making sure everybody feels open to participating in what's it's there so that they can feel valued. And that's, that's the end goal. The end goal is that if people feel valued, they will give you their 100%. And when Definitely. they give you their 100%, you know, your likelihood of succeeding at what you want to do is is dramatically increased definitely and you know like you said the likelihood of you succeeding is increased when you do reach that goal when you have accomplished you know you this is your vision and you reach that vision as a group together you get to really rejoice in that goal because you guys did it it wasn't just one person it was a whole right. group of people who worked together gave it their all and everybody feels like what they did was worth it you know it, it's right. not just one person not another it's everybody gets to experience the success and the good feeling of what it is they completed whether it was a small goal for the day or a goal for the year and they right. managed to do it you know everybody right. feels better once it's you know everybody gets to celebrate together as absolutely absolutely we're better as one team definitely definitely yeah because it's like it's, it's something that you're taught god if you've ever played sports or were on any sort of like the Cathlon team at school or anything, any any team you've ever been on, you know, every you know, there's always a coach, and then there's the players, there's the students, there's you know, whatever competitors there are, and everybody knows the feeling when you get to win one game. Okay, well, let's win the next one, let's right. win the next one, and then okay, let's get to the state championships, let's go win the national championships. Like let's right. everybody, it's incremental working towards that goal. Everybody's clicking, and it's a really good feeling, not only for everybody but for the leader as well. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you see it in sports all the time and you almost see almost every single time, you know, although there might be those exceptions, any team sport that uh, the team relies on one star and heavily on that star. Not everybody is involved in what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Almost always comes up short. You always see the team raising the, the, the trophy at the end being 
actual team where everybody feels like they've participated from the people from the bench or the sidelines to people who start the game that everybody feels like they participated and that's where you see that you know as a matter of fact just to kind of put this out there I was I had the privilege of listening to Mariano Rivera the the old uh, Yankees pitcher that he just made into the Hall of Fame uh-huh. I was, was able to listen to him a couple of weeks ago live and he actually said that there was so much teamwork involved in the uh, in the teams that won the World Series in the 90s that mm-hmm. they all felt like one and that he uh, always gets the question of that why in the 2000s did they stop winning when they had so much stars on the team so many people that were up there and he he said this publicly he said uh, we did not think like a team we thought like individuals we were there out there for mm-hmm. ourselves for what we wanted to accomplish and not what we wanted to accomplish together and therefore you saw us fail year after year it was not the same like it was in the 90s where we were all about being a team there was a different uh, environment yeah. in the locker room and I, I just thought wow you know from a champion up there who's won so many games and it's closed so many games it was more about the team than it was about what he was doing by himself and I thought that was that was really important a really good leadership lesson there definitely and, and I think you're also you know because it it, it, it could be any different amount of you know, you say like everything. I want to say elements. Any different amount of elements that can affect a team's growth, whether it be an upward growth or a downward growth. So it, you know, it's, you know, it could be one person. It, you know, you never know. One person can come in and put in this, this, you know, mindset to everybody right. else, and it spreads like right. a disease. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that we go back to, you know, the team joining together and having the common goal that can prevent that and bring that person into the group and prevent that and change that person's mindset to being more of a positive output and to be able to work as a team. That's one thing that's also like the team has to be flexible into being able to, like like you said, you got to listen to everybody, but you also still got to keep in mind the common goal. So that you so that way you keep not not only an individual's morale but the whole team's right. morale headed towards that one singular ending because you know like you said they, the reason they stopped winning was because they stopped thinking as a team they were thinking for themselves and when that happens it, you know when it happens with one person it starts to happen right. the next and it's a domino right and so up until the right. absolutely right. We want to wrap up with two important points for creating collaborative teams. Number one is that you must have a clear vision and a clear direction you want to lead the team in, with clear expectations for each of the members of the team. And number two, you want to create an inclusive environment where everyone's ideas can be shared and not rejected, where you use active listening to make people feel as they're being heard and that they are part of a bigger picture. We hope that you enjoyed this. Please follow us on Instagram at instagram.com slash inspireleadership and facebook.com slash inspireleaders. We hope to see you next time. Have a great and inspired day.